Welcome everyone. We're excited to share some country wisdom with you. King Solomon had a thing or two to say about the path to wisdom. In Proverbs 4, he wrote, let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Keep straight the path of your feet and all your ways will be sure. Join us now for Country Wisdom. This whole array, I saw this table when we walked in. I don't even recognize some of these things. Knives, uh, hammers, all those good things. They, yeah. they all look fairly lethal, but and they're not just, you know, for show. They actually are useful. And I love some of the items we have. It made me immediately think of, of transformation because none of this started out looking the way it is. None of this started out being as useful as it is right now. Uh, I know one of the pieces that struck me, I saw this, uh, what is this, axe or tomahawk? I can never remember which sure is which. Sure, it works. Uh, and I thought, oh, that's such a neat pattern here. And then I found out that's because it was remade from an old farrier's rasp. Yep. You know, this it had gotten dull, it wasn't useful, tossed aside. And the blacksmith, one of the guys here said, oh, you know, I can make something out of that. You know, and that's what the Lord tells us. Be therefore transformed by the renewing of your mind. Well, how does that happen? You know, we don't like the process sometimes. The process can be pretty difficult. Matter of fact, you look at you look at this, and I kind of think, you know, God, God maybe use that. You know, well, it's an old chunk of a truck. Just say that. You know, it's and. And this is what it became, a useful tool. Okay, what chunk of a truck was that? Oh, what was it? I even forgot. Uh, <laughs> uh, come on, I'm not a, I'm not a, uh, an axle. axle. I think it was an axle. Truck axle. Truck. I had to look for somebody else. What is it, you know? <laughs> it's a truck axle, and it became this, a, a useful hammer. Here's another one, another useful hammer, but it didn't. That was also made out of a truck axle. It didn't get there just by sitting on, on the table. You know, somebody had to take that thing and put it in the fire and pound it and, and put it in the water and take it out and work it and work it and work it and work it. And that, God says, he's the refiner. Right, he's the refiner's fire that none of us voluntarily wants to go into. Who wants to do but that? But you have to, uh, to have the impurities taken out of you. Yeah. First of all though, someone had to have the eye to look at this thing. I think I'll back up from you just a little you bit. You picked it up with one hand. I'm going, oh. <laughs> um, someone had to look at this and go and have the vision that it could be something else. Something else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That it had not come to the end of its usefulness. You looked in there and saw. <laughs> I'll start again. You looked in there and saw there's a hammer in there. I can, I can make a useful tool, you know, and. I think that's what God is looking for with each one of us, is to make us useful tools. And the interesting thing is, set my Bible down for a minute, not every tool is the same, not everything is the same at all. Matter of fact, look at this. Now you recognize it probably. That is a honking piece of wire. Yeah, look at that cable, you know. Cable, I'm, that's the right Heavy word. duty cable, I mean each. See how industrial wire. I am? There you go. <laughs> but uh, you, you look at this and you think about it and okay, 
I, I see these out in the woods all the time. Loggers, you know, pull pull uh, logs with mm -hmm. them. After a while, they break the end spray and they just leave them there. Oh, you can see that one spraying on the end right there. But an industrious person, you know, they can do something with it. I'm gonna sneak over here and grab the knife. They can make a very okay, useful I'm, tool. Then I'm going to hide behind the shield. <laughs> <laughs> now, I that's love, no fair, I love you're this. cheating. I love history. My eyes, you know, immediately went to this and some of the armor they have around. Yeah, yeah. But you can make so many things, and I think that's what God sees in the world. Wait. Is so because I was, you know, admiring my shield. The knife was made from the cable. Look at you can still see the individual strands of the cable in there. Oh All these little individual strands, which means an interesting thing to me is we don't completely lose everything you know god simply transforms what's there like like a worm to a butterfly right still the same creature but it but it becomes totally transformed one crawls on the ground crawls through the mud the other one flies through the sky there's there's another object lesson that popped into my head looking at that where you can see the individual little wires that are still embedded in there and and it reminded me of the body of christ all those little pieces that get forge together to become something that's more useful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, there's just so many tools we could pick up here. You look at this, this did not start out. As now I do need the shield. <laughs> I'm stepping aside. This did not start out as an amazing knife. I mean, they've got more work to do and filing and sharpening and things. And I think about even with Jesus, Jesus was our example. When he was baptized, what happened? He came up out of the water and you think, oh great, that's it, wonderful life now. Go off, be a happy Christian. Except there was a problem. The Holy Spirit, it said, drove him into the wilderness. What happened in the wilderness? Uh, it was not a vacation. It was not a vacation, no. Uh, devil pounds him and pounds him and pounds him and hammers on him, all of these things. But he withstood it through God's power and he came out as totally victorious. God's looking for that for you and me. Uh, in scripture, it talks about Christ being, you know, God is the potter and we're the clay. And that is so much more of a gentle shaping process. But there are verses that also talk about a much harsher process that God puts us through. We mentioned refiner's fire and fire is involved in this. Uh, and I'm losing which, which verse it is, but I know it's there where God actually refers to himself as a hammer. Uh, where, yeah, you know, yeah. he's going to beat us into what we need to be. There, there are so many scriptures that talk about that. We're going to get together with Dusty, the, the blacksmith here pretty soon. He's probably got most of those off the top of his head. You know, being a blacksmith and being in, in this area, I, I've got a feeling he's read those scriptures many times and thought about that, you know, so I'm looking forward to talking with him. About but, just what a master blacksmith does yeah, what, to what get is, a finished product. What is that real process to, to get to that point, to, to form something beautiful, something different, something that continues to be useful? You know, really, you could, you could look at this, what you brought up for the, you know, the, the horseshoer's rasp to, to file hooves. It got dull and he threw it away. The blacksmith looked at that and saw another beautiful tool. You know, and, and I think that's what God does with each one of us. God is the God of second chances. That's what's yeah. really cool. Mm -hmm. You might think that you're washed up, beat up, yeah. uh, useless, and God's eye sees something else in you that you, you don't know is there. 
I love what he said. He sees the end from the beginning. And I don't know how God does that, but he's eternal. He steps in and out of time. And he looks and he sees our ultimate end down there, because he's right there. And then he comes back and he looks at you and says, okay, I need to fashion this, I need to change this, I need to mold this, because I've got this beautiful thing I'm going to take you toward. And he's incredible. I don't know about you, but when I'm going through what I consider a trial by fire, or I feel like I'm just getting you know, hammered by life, we've all had those periods, I don't take it very gracefully. I, I tend to whine and it's the why me, you know, why is this happening, you know? But, you know, what if the lumps of metal that blacksmiths work with complain the whole time? What are you doing to me? Why are you allowing me in the furnace? You know, <laughs> why? kicking and screaming yeah, and running away. Because yeah. they can't see the end, obviously. Yeah. And sometimes we're a lot, not a lot more useful than inanimate objects like this. Uh, we don't have a whole lot more foresight, or maybe I'm just talking about myself. Uh, but it would, it's good for us to remember if we're going through a difficult time that, you know, if I let God lead me through this, I'm going to come out a lot stronger and a lot better. That's the key, I think, to what they were talking about in the Bible. Rejoice in the fiery trials. I don't want to rejoice in any now, fiery trials. on the surface, trial. that doesn't make sense, does it? <laughs> no, not at all. What do you mean rejoice in a fiery trial? But as I begin gaining the vision of God, as I begin looking through God's eyes, I begin seeing what He's got in store. You know, that's the amazing thing. But why don't we, why don't we head over, let's meet our- Talk to our, a real master talk blacksmith. Talk to the real master blacksmith, okay. yeah. Hey Janice, how are you doing? Hey, you wrote another book. I did, had a burden on my heart and God helped me get it done. So, The Plan of Love, what's it about? Well, it's really about God in eternity. Saw everything that was going to happen here and His amazing love, He says, I'm going to take care of the problems. I'm going to take care of the situation by giving my own life. He did all that, but we've been lied to so much, we don't see what God has planned for us, what God is doing for us. Matter of fact, the angel came down to Mary and said, uh, you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their, their sins. sins. Notice it wasn't in, but from. Where can people get the book? Hey, I'm glad you asked. Folks, if you'd like your own personal copy, log on to TalkingDonkeyInternational.org. And oh, please, if you would, send us a donation of $12. Or more. Or more. And uh, we'll get you the book, and I'll be happy to sign it for you, too. Thank you so much. Hello, Dusty. Hey. Thanks for letting us join you today. Keep that far away from me, but I love being in here. I just hey, don't like that. Yeah, don't stop. I love to watch you do that, you know. Well, I got to let it heat just a second. I got a second piece I can start here. So, you know, we've been talking about God as the refiner. God is the one who, who takes the real hammer to change us. Will you tell us a little bit about what you're doing and why you do it? Because I recognized immediately with things that you and the guys have made that a whole process of transformation is involved. And we were seeing some of the spiritual applications, but you have a much better idea of what that transformation looks like, both in a piece of metal and in our own lives. Well, it started out as I was just interested. I enjoyed metal and working with my hands. And we got to a point where um, I got a chance to learn and grow on, on this skill. 
by a number of gentlemen in different places here in the area. Uh, Ted Choo Choo Forge is among, among others. And they were kind enough to teach me as we went. Yeah, it's yeah, just too close. <laughs> <laughs> I won't get you, I won't brand you but once. How hot is that furnace? We're running somewhere around 16 to 18. You almost think about the, the three Hebrews in the furnace. You know, um, heated it seven times hotter. Just out of curiosity oh, as a blacksmith, how hot do you think that furnace was? I have, that is something I have really wondered because, especially well, since I started this hobby. said heat it seven times hotter than whatever it had been. Well, yeah, and that's something that I have, I've not had a chance to research, but in the thinking, I'm also a welder. And you gotta keep in mind that electric arc is over six, thousand degrees which is supposed to be close to what the sun heat is now i'm not saying they got it that hot but we also have found out from history that they knew a lot about this stuff and were doing unbelievable things with this heat you got to keep in mind too that the seven guys the guys that threw shadrach meshach and abednego in died from being that close from being that close to that heat well, I can even write here. I'm glad Janice is on this side of me because it is hot. <laughs> sure. Well, it's not uncommon to have no hair on the back of my hands. Really? Uh, it happens very quickly, very easily. But yeah, I have often wondered what that seven times hotter actually was. And, and it also says in there that Nebuchadnezzar got as close as he dared. So that tells you there had to be some serious radiant heat on this. What that is, it's got, it had to be well over two, close to 3,000 degrees minimum in there where those guys were walking. And that, that literally almost makes steel start to disappear and close to start to liquefy. So, so when it's yeah. superhuman then, when these guys are walking around. Yeah. What does a piece of metal have to go through from, you know, you look at it and you're going, I could make something out of this. How do you do it? Um, the Reader's Digest version. <laughs> You know, it's, it's really interesting to use that because there's so much to what it takes to make metal. It's a lot of the same processes as it is to actually do this. What we've done is they have actually made the steel and then we take pieces and look at them and say, I want to try this, or I think we can make this out of it. It's very similar to clay. The um, description of the Bible is about clay is very simple, but that's what some artists do is they will actually take modeling clay, use the same tools to do with that so they know when they come to the steel what it's going to do in the heat and how it's going to react and have a good idea where they're started with it. So the, the, it, it's actually the same thing, it's just that it takes more force, more energy, more heat, and that tells us that we are probably further away from Christ than if we were more like clay. Pick up an example. Let's say, let's say that uh, truck axle I picked up. How do you end up, real briefly, but with that truck axle to a, a beautiful knife? What do you have to go through? What's um, it have to go through? Actually, <laughs> well, for for the knife, uh, we would cut. The, we would start flattening it out, shaping it. Uh, first thing we would do once we got close would be to kneel it, put it, get it very hot, put it in the uh, sand, and let it cool down. Finish shaping it. Then we would sand it, grind it, um, that it, process. Got to interrupt you, I'm thinking, why put it in the sand? Why not, you, you've got a thing of water here, why not put it in the water? Well, hey, the, you put it in the water, it, it, it tightens everything up. The crystalline structure starts to get real tight. It, it'll be brittle. Um, in fact, I got something we can think we can do that with. It's a file, which is fairly high. 
high carbon. I put it and finished it in water. That should have bent instead it of broken. And broken. So when God talks about really being the, the master and the master blacksmith, he knows exactly how much heat each one can take and what it takes to cool down and refine it. Oh, definitely. Not only individually, but he knows that as far as individual, but as a church. And not only as a church, but as a church body and how to get the message across. Um, you know, last night when we were here working together, you saw how we were pounding and how we had to work together. Right, it took a whole team of you to beat whatever that was in this yeah. And it takes time, but it took a lot. But there was also a lot of coordination and understanding and making sure that we didn't hit each other or hit the anvil, which would damage it potentially, as well as other things. Um, now, I'm sure as a blacksmith, you have looked at many Bible texts that refer to God in that manner. Is there any of those that jump out at you that say, these are special to me? Well, one that, that comes out quite often, uh, both uh, the Bible and Ellen White refer to it as uh, being put in the fire to know what kind of person you're going to be, uh, what kind of your character is, because when you go in the heat, depending on how it reacts, especially when you get out, you're going to start to know and see how it responds to where if I had just done that with that file, it would have kept breaking. It didn't, it wouldn't have smoothed out and moved like I wanted it to. Going to need some straightening there. Um, but that file would have just broken in pieces. It would have just kept breaking because I had pulled it out, put it in that water and quenched it. So it's up tight. That, that, uh, un, uh, kneeling makes it soft, pliable, much easier as far as steel goes. So there's a process that you actually call kneeling? A kneeling, I kept yeah. thinking I had to have been, you know, mishearing you because of no. kneeling. You're no. kneeling the metal. Although that helps. But, but that's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, very good point. But very good another, point without actually realizing it. <laughs> another of the obvious uh, object lessons in this point that kneeling makes you softer, more pliable. Yeah, really good point. You know, is it my imagination? Look what that's, that's turning, turning out to be. Across. Yeah. Yeah, there is, you know, you guys talked about two over there on the table. I noticed you had the, a piece of cable held up. And when you look at that, and you may have mentioned all those different little wires, that's like the church. I did. It, it naturally came to me that you have all the individual pieces that come together to create something strong and useful. Well, how much do you think one of those little wires would hold by itself? Fair amount, but it, you know, but when you start adding those all together, and if you notice, they had not only each individual wire, but then you had groups of wires. Talk go back to small groups like we talked about a little bit last night. They hold up entire bridges, right? <laughs> yeah, you're talking about holding bridges. You're talking about holding ski trams. Uh, you know, all kinds of different things. Um, and it's, it's something that is just really, really been interesting to learn and understand more. It's opened the Bible even more to me in ways that, that I didn't understand because of doing this as a hobby and learning about it and what it does and doesn't do. I thought of you because I thought, 
I wasn't in this shop more than a few minutes and, and I'm seeing object lessons. And you, spending all the time you have, all the years you have, have to have seen even more, have to have come to a much deeper understanding of some of those Bible verses that talk about uh, God as a hammer and a refiner. Well, not only the hammer and the refiner, but it talks too about the gold and the heat and the flux and all the things that it goes into the silver. And they call a blacksmith a blacksmith because they use black metal. Goldsmith because they use gold, silver because of silver. But a lot of it's the same thing, it's different. Coppersmith is different. And each of those metals respond differently and, and handle differently. You mentioned the, the silver and all of that I was thinking, I, I heard, and you can tell me if this story rings true. This lady went into this silversmith and talked to him about the process. So he talked about the heating and the cooling, how to get rid of all the impurities. And the story went on quite a while in the explanation. And then she started to walk out and she came back and said, well, how do you know when it's truly finished? When, when you're all done? He said, when I can see my image reflected in the silver. And I thought, wow, that's Christ, isn't it, you know? He looking to reflect himself in us. Oh, definitely. Um, and there's, there's, yeah, and if, if you've ever watched silver being melted, when it gets close to what it's being purified, it is very, very close to a mirror in the top of that, um, you know, on the very top of this melt, melting area. But if you watch copper, it does the same thing, silver, they get very shiny, very well-placed in how it goes, and it's, there's much to it. Um, you know, even in the molecular structure of steel, there's messages. You know, the more heat and the more times we cycle, when I say cycle, we bring it up to more than red hot, put it back in the furnace, and then bring it back out to magnetic, cool it down to magnetic, and then put it back in. That breaks down the actual small structure to smaller and smaller molecules. And it also helps move the carbon, which holds an edge, or toughens the steel to the outside of the molecule. You know, and that's, and that's just a small explanation you start getting the specialties and it can go even crazy. There's another aspect of transformation oops, that I thought of as well because as fascinating as it is to watch you transforming whatever chunk of metal you started with, you work with a lot of young, young men and women. Uh, I met a female one last night. Uh, you're helping to transform them, not just transforming metal. Uh, you're transforming people and I suspect that some of that transformation goes both directions. Well, thank you for that compliment, but I'm not the one transforming. I'm just the tool. Okay. okay? God's doing the transformation. He's using me and the skills and the things that he's given me and the uh, abilities that he has made in me. He knew before I was ever knit what I was capable of, and he chose that. I'm not a person that has a huge education. I've struggled with education um, and other things, but hands, working with my hands and thinking uh, outside the box has been something that's been very good for me and I've done well with. And so God has actually used that to work with young people. I've actually I've worked with young people most of my life in one way or another. Can Justin, you? I've got to interrupt. We're almost out of time. You, you know how I always You're do. interrupting me again. <laughs> yeah, one more time. 
we needed to get to the, I saw this, and it was only in about a minute, actually. Can you tell us why you're working on this and what you're doing? This was one of the first, one of the first things I did was I started for the second sunrise thinking of what it would be like to have a crucifixion spike. And I didn't realize when I started what it would do. Uh, it got emotional. It still does today. Because you think about this, those guys made this with a purpose. The square edges on this cause more pain and injury. Square is easier to punch through a bone and hold than round. But yet Christ didn't die from the pain from this spike. He died from the pain from our rejection or possible rejection. That's, that, that affected me more. And I never thought that that would happen, pounding out a piece of steel. The thought process would affect me in that way. Dusty, thank you so much today. And, and folks, yeah, the nails that Christ took on the cross, he did it for us, you know, for all of us. And he wants to refine us. He wants to change us into his image after his likeness. It's pretty incredible, isn't it? Well, there's one more thing. Here's the ultimate tool. Well, look at that. Is it, is it cool? Yeah. Yes, it's cool. <laughs> look at that. So you started out with a piece of metal and we ended up with the cross. Yeah. You know. What you just saw through this is I, I did, did that. That's that one I made previous. And there's the finish. <laughs> You're okay, I got you. <laughs> no, that's amazing. Yeah. Folks, look at the cross. Jesus Christ will change you. Hey everyone, Jim Ayer here for Talking Donkey International. You can rest assured that when you follow Talking Donkey, we're going to take you someplace in the world, not in a stuffy old studio. But if you missed one of our programs, although we broadcast all over the world, you can go right to our website, TalkingDonkeyInternational.org, and check out some of our programs right there. And thank you so much for your support. Hey Janice, how are you doing? You wrote another book. I did. Had a burden on my heart and God helped me get it done. So, The Plan of Love, what's it about? Well, it's really about God in eternity. Saw everything that was going to happen here and His amazing love. He says, I'm going to take care of the problems. I'm going to take care of the situation by giving my own life. He did all that, but we've been lied to so much we don't see what God has planned for us, what God is doing for us. Matter of fact, the angel came down to Mary and said, uh, you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their, their sins. sins. Notice it wasn't in, but from. Where can people get the book? Hey, I'm glad you asked. Folks, if you'd like your own personal copy, log on to TalkingDonkeyInternational.org. And oh, please, if you would, send us a donation of $12. Or more. Or more. And uh, we'll get you the book, and I'll be happy to sign it for you, too. Thank you so much. Thank you for watching. Join us again for another exciting country wisdom. See you next time.